Hello and welcome to the Ideal Nutrition Podcast. My name is Aidan Muir and I'm here with my co-host Leah Heigl. And today we are talking about should you cut before you bulk? And we're going to look at it from the perspective of, or from a few perspectives, we're going to be looking at it in terms of personal preference and also what would get you better results potentially. And also whether or not being leaner is a better starting point for building muscle, building muscle more efficiently. So we're going to look at that question too. I'm going to start with the easy one. I'm going to start off with personal preference because obviously personal preference probably matters far more than efficiency in terms of results. If somebody just wanted to be leaner year round and it may have slowed down their results or sped up their results potentially, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> the question just doesn't matter if they just want to be lean year round, maybe they just stay lean year round. Vice versa, if somebody didn't care about being lean and they just wanted to gain size, it probably doesn't matter either. And what if somebody's in a sport where size is really important? For example, in the NFL, being a lineman, being larger, whether that is just muscle or if there's some more body fat or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Just being bigger is useful. That person shouldn't really care about the question of whether you should cut before you bulk because they should just be bulking all the time. <laughs> bulking all the time. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. the dream. <laughs> yeah. So outside of personal preference, there is a claim like on the internet amongst health professionals even, um, that having a higher body fat percentage makes it harder to build muscle due to a higher level of insulin resistance. So this is um, this is quite the rabbit hole. Like you can go really, really deep down here. And I mean, there's arguments on both sides, but I just want to present kind of what my findings have been. So um, Stronger by Science, they kind of come up with this idea of like the P ratio and like They'll, they'll be able to go over it in way more detail than we will in this podcast. And if you want to check it out in more detail, definitely go check their stuff out. But uh, the general idea of a P ratio, so it's basically the change in fat-free mass divided by the change in total body mass. So basically it's an easy like scoring system for how much body fat versus lean mass someone has put on in a weight gain or bulking phase. So a high P ratio means you've put on weight with kind of minimal fat gain. So a lot of people would consider that as like a win. <laughs> that would be the, the goal. Um, and then a low P ratio would be you have put on weight, but with substantial fat gain. So the theory that it is that the kind of being leaner at the start of a bulk is going to produce a higher P ratio. Yeah, like a higher percentage of like your body weight gain is just going to come from muscle mass. Yeah, yeah. which, like I said, is going to be ideal for most people. Most people aren't looking to gain a ton of body fat during a uh, like a bulking phase. Um, so, like, where did this theory start? Like, the Stronger by Science crew kind of put it down to this one uh, research or review that was released in 1987, so a good while ago, um, by Forbes, and we'll have that all linked in the show notes. But it was basically a review looking at the body composition changes of people who were in extended calorie surpluses, and then looking at their weight gain and the composition of that weight gain. Um, and that the, the review basically said, look, like the people that were leaner to begin with were able to kind of have a better body composition in that weight gain. Um, so with this review, there's basically a lot of issues. <laughs> so like if we're breaking down, like when we're looking at, you know, P ratios in the context of what we usually work in, which is athletes or people just looking for, you know, optimal body composition, we're usually looking at people that do resistance training. 
usually that's the people where people who care about, who care about cool this card. conversation, yeah. right? Um, but this entire review, so all of the uh, the participants in the research articles that were included, none of them did resistance training. So that automatically makes it, it just doesn't cross over to the population we're talking about. Um, they also included uh, several studies that were recovering anorexia patients. So again, like a really different circumstance. Um, other data came from weight regain studies after a starvation diet and extreme ra- rapid weight loss. Again, not something really within this context. So generally, this review is just not representative of like this bulking and cutting conversation that we're talking about, but it is brought up a lot to kind of push this theory that being leaner and cutting before you bulk ends up with a better body composition overall. Um, My kind of counter arguments to that would be, who are the most muscular and strong people in the world? So if we look at strongman athletes, like top, top strongman athletes, Eddie Hall, all those guys, they're not shredded or they at least weren't when they're at the top of their yeah. game. Like they spent a long time having what we'd call, I mean, a pretty poor body composition, I guess, from what most people would consider like a good physique. Um, so they gained a lot of muscle mass. It didn't impair their ability to gain muscle mass. So how could it be that, yeah. you know, there would be some point if this theory was true that you'd gain so much body fat that it would be almost impossible to gain more muscle mass. There's also like other examples. Like I, I recall that Eric Trexler in that Stronger by Science um, podcast, one of the podcasts, and also in the articles, he pointed at like a study of preseason training for NFL players and linemen have a really high body fat percentage mm-hmm. and say a running, black, a running back would be quite lean typically. And he, they just measured how much muscle they gained over like a preseason or an off season or something like that. Yeah. And the linemen gained way more muscle, even though they had higher body fat percentage. And like, this like opens another like kind of can of worms of just being like, how much does genetics come into play? Like, yeah. are we are we looking at examples of like some people just have better genetics for gaining muscle than others, or like it's it's a massive topic as well. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But I also think like you know, if you're trying to be leaner all of the time, is that take a, does that take away from time that you could spend yeah. bulking? Like, so that also has to be considered. 100%. Um, and there was actually um, more research done in sumo like athletes. Um, So there was a paper published in 1999 that compared the body composition of sumo athletes across four different levels of competition. And what this research found was that the lower ranking competitive class had a similar body fat percentage to the highest ranking class, even though the higher ranking class had on average more than, they they were 50 kilos heavier on average. So it kind of goes to show that like, if we were going to see this thing occur in theory like sumo athletes is where we would see it right yeah yeah Yeah. exactly those people who have a lot of body fat like why are they not gaining muscle so much less efficiently than those who are leaner totally um another argument though from the other side of it because um originally where like i came across this was on bodybuilding.com and other bodybuilding forums yeah like they'd be talking about like guys who were like above like between 15 and 20 percent body fat being like you should cut before you bulk because you can resensitize insulin sensitivity which might make it easier to build muscle um, that was probably the biggest argument that i saw and obviously based on this kind of stuff we've been looking at that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case based on what we're kind of looking at um, but the other argument that i i heard um menno henselman say on a on a like he was on another podcast kind of going back against the stronger <laughs> science article taking the other perspective he talked about being when you're at a higher body fat percentage 
your work capacity might be lower. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody was above, say, 20% body fat, definitely above 30% was the kind of stance that I recall him taking. Um, What happens if you're doing a set of 20 on squats, for example? You end up very gassed between sets and it's like, (laughs) does that make it harder to get that same quality of work in? But it's like that becomes a really interesting question of like, at what body fat percentage does that, does that start to happen? come into play? Yeah. And then the other thing is it's like um, is there's obviously a difference between men and women and that adds another variable into this being like I just use like that 20% for men but it's like, well, for women, 20% could be the equivalent of like 12% for men yeah. which therefore changes the kind of narrative on that as well. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. I think it, it's, it's going to matter at some point, but it depends on the athlete, the sport, the yeah. goals. Like, And it kind of goes back to, like, what's your preference probably matters way more yeah. than and they, any they, of that. Yeah, they started getting up to the quite high body fat percentages where it's like, well, even health outcomes are now going to be playing a role in this. Like, what yeah. if you get sleep apnea and then that reduces your ability um, to, to train effectively? What if you, yeah. So, totally. Yeah, but that that argument starts to get far away from the should you cut before you bulk thing because it's like firstly personal preference is going to, as you said, going to play a much larger role. And then it's also like people who are, say, 15% body fat probably don't need to be worrying about those aspects. No, 100%. (laughs) So the next thing we would go through is like the standard advice, which this is kind of a separate topic, but like the standard advice of people kind of ignoring is saying – if you are new to lifting, you should just bulk for a year and not even think about cutting. Have you seen that like on Instagram or anything? Anyway? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's super common. And um, I'm just going to like, well, I suppose we can both share our thoughts on that. Yeah. Like I, I look at it being like this advice comes from a good place and can make a lot of sense. When you are new to lifting, it is a lot easier to build muscle than when you've been lifting for a long period of time so you could make the argument that's like well if you need a lifting you should just take advantage of that you're probably going to see the best muscle gains of your life anyway <laughs> your p ratio is probably going to be the best of your life as mm-hmm. well anyway it's easier to build more muscle versus like it's it's harder to gain fat comparatively um the other really good thing about this is it encourages you to commit to a phase that kind of thing you touched on before about um if you are in a calorie surplus for longer focusing on that you're going to be building more muscle a lot of people um, are guilty of chopping and changing. Like they'll bulk for like two or three weeks and they're like, oh, it's time to cut now. Can't stick <laughs> like, to it, anything. It's like <laughs> you don't really see the same level of progress. And like anecdotally, I also, if I look around, I'm like I don't – I see people making way better progress when they commit to a phase than people who are chopping and changing. Um, but, yeah, like how could that be bad advice? The, the way it falls apart is it's just a blanket statement. Mm. What if somebody already has a lot more body fat than they want to have? Bulking for a year is not going to help that. If anything, it takes them further away from their their goal. What if they play any sports that's not lifting weights? What if they play a team sport or something like that where being lean may or may not be beneficial to them? And they hear that advice being like, if you start lifting, you should bulk for a year. It's like, once again, that might make them worse at their other sports or anything like that. But then also the personal preference, like not everybody gets into lifting just to build as much muscle as possible. Some people have other goals outside of that and I don't know that's where it falls apart where it's like you can look at that from so many angles being like as a blanket statement probably not a great idea but for some people it could be really useful advice I think it it definitely does come from a good place in that you do see a lot of people enter the gym with the goal of wanting to build muscle but then you see them in a calorie deficit and you're like oh you probably could be using this time a little bit differently if that's your goal if muscle building is your number one goal um but yeah it's too much of a blanket statement for everyone to because yeah if you're a really high body fat percentage and you go into the gym and you're wanting to build muscle you don't necessarily need to be in a surplus to do that anyway yeah and it may be against 
you know, your personal preference, but also just health-wise may not be the best idea. That's the other thing as well. That's uh, like, it's also an ethical kind of thing. If somebody's already got health conditions where gaining body fat might not necessarily be a beneficial thing for them, that obviously has to factor in too. Yeah. Um, so how lean should you be before you start a bulk? I mean, we kind of covered this in terms of like, it doesn't really matter. It depends on preference. Um, but like, in my opinion, you should kind of be at a point where you're, you're comfortable and you have that buffer room where if you put, you're going to probably put on body fat while you're bulking. Like there's probably going to be, even if you have a really good P ratio, there's going to be some body fat gain while you're in a calorie surplus. And if you're already starting at a point where you're already uncomfortable in your body and you're already feeling like you want to be leaner, I think it's quite hard to commit to that process. And in which case you might want to get to a point where you're like just leaner than where you want to sit end goal wise so that you have that buffer room for when you do bulk. Yeah, I definitely think about it in terms of like if you have a body fat percentage that is where you first start to feel quite comfortable or something like that, just going like a few percent below that kind of makes sense, gives yeah. you that buffer range or whatever. Um, and I think most people kind of, whether like you don't actually need to know your body fat percentage, this is just like an example, like just being like visually what you feel like it is going on. But like I think a lot of people would have kind of a range that they feel comfortable with, like say maybe a guy might be like 12 to 15 or maybe it's 15 to 18 or maybe like it doesn't really matter whatever somebody's range is, but they might have a range. And if like using that 12 to 15 range as an example, if somebody cuts until they get to 14.9% body fat and then they're like, okay, I'm going to go into a calorie surplus now, the moment they hit 15.1%, I know I'm being overly <laughs> precise, but they, they start to feel uncomfortable. It's like, well, now they've got an entire bulking phase where either they feel uncomfortable or they've got a mental handbrake of not wanting to actually commit to the phase because yeah. of it as well. Yeah. Even like personally, I know I have like, I have a range of aesthetically how yeah. I like my body to look. And even if I feel like, I might get more out of a bulk if I kind of just keep going. There will be a point where I'm like, okay, I just, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I need to lean out before I continue this. Yeah, exactly. So I think everybody has that point with their own body. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, that is a bit of a summary, I guess, of whether you should cut before you bulk. Basically summarizing, just going personal preference obviously comes into play above everything else. I I don't think that being leaner really is advantageous in terms of it making it far more efficient to build muscle. We see all of those, um, all of that research showing that people at high body fat percentage can still gain muscle pretty effectively. But there is also, as I said, that little lingering question of being like, we can compare between people, but the question people are really wondering is like, me as an individual, should I cut before I bulk? But we can never get a proper answer to that because that whole newbie gains kind of thing. Yeah. If you, when you first start lifting, it's easier to make gains than when you've been lifting for a long period of time. So you can't actually just run an experiment by yourself <laughs> because yeah. you slowly get worse at being able to build muscle, which would skew the results. But based on like, based on looking at the research, I don't think it really matters that much outside of extreme cases. And those extreme cases become mostly irrelevant because our personal preference is going to matter more than those extreme cases. This has been episode 67 of the Ideal Nutrition Podcast. Thank you once again for listening. And as always, if you could please leave a rating and review, that would be greatly appreciated. (laughs) 